is passionate about cars with Steve Kennard, teaching drivers how to survive the world of modern motoring and imparting wisdom to the next generation of motor technicians. In this episode, we've got Cadillacs, smoky exhausts, lopsided vans and dodgy air conditioning. Is this yours? Yeah. What is it? This is a Cadillac. It's a Cadillac? It is. <clears throat> I once heard a little girl from the US years ago on some recording say, but mum, it isn't a car, it's a Cadillac. <laughs> Hang on. That's about right. I mean, I've got to say that it's, uh, you know, these cars here, you can pick them up very, very cheap. Um, and it's an awful lot of car. It uh, is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the environmentalists might sort of say, well, you know, it's not very environmentally friendly and all that sort of thing. But what I can say is that it doesn't push out that much in emissions, really. Um, hence, it's lower to on road tax than it is on my wife's car, which is half the size. This is really smooth. It's beautiful. It is, and it's a lazy car. You know. What does that mean? Just very easy to drive? Yeah, very easy to drive. Is it fully automatic? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's fully automatic. I mean, everything's electric. It's got all the little toys and everything in it. Um, and if you're going on a journey, it's yeah. wonderful. Smooth, comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, very quiet, very smooth, nice. So how long have you had this, Steve? This particular car I've had for, uh, where are we now, 2007. I've had this car for five years. Right. And what made you decide to get a Cadillac? Um, one of the companies we do work for has got a problem. Yeah, oh, we've got a white smoke <laughs> coming out the back of his exhaust. Should we stop him and do a little cast? Oh, he's, he's, he's fumigating the road. No one, can, no one can see where they're going. That was an environmentally friendly BMW. <laughs> so what do you think the problem is? Uh, with that one there? Yeah. Um, well, it's... It, I would say uh, that it looks like it's either got a wrong fuel in it... Yeah. Um, because it's not a particularly old car, so someone may have inadvertently stuck diesel into petrol and... Oh, would it still go? And vice versa. Yeah, I mean, with the petrol into a diesel, um, the car would actually still run, depending on the, the amount of petrol in whatever's into the tank. Mm. But it will still run. The other way around, diesel into a petrol, it doesn't take an awful lot to affect the, um, uh, let's say, the um, burnability of petrol. Mm. You know, once you once you ro um, lower that uh, um, sort of octane rate, then then um, it doesn't burn very well at all, and the car really does not run. So, you know, where you get away with putting say half a tank of petrol to half a tank of diesel, and a diesel will probably still run. Yeah. Uh, not very well, but it would still run. Mm. Um, if you put half a gallon or a gallon of diesel into a petrol, then it probably wouldn't run. You know, if you put a half a gallon or a gallon into about sort of eight to 10 gallons of petrol, mm. it would really affect the, the petrol. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that one there has certainly got a serious problem and uh, I suspect they're gonna get stopped soon. Yeah. But anyway. Um, we digress. We, I was asking don't. you why you went for a Cadillac, wasn't I? You were saying, oh, it's somebody you work for or something. Yeah, one of the companies, um, I, you know, we, we've done, looked after their cars for years. Um, actually, uh, I was trying to work it out the other day and it, it, it is coming up for 20 years we've been doing their vehicles. Mm. Um, and they sell cars. And they had this, oh, this was a bad move. Look at this road. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they sell cars. And they, they had this sat on the forecourt. At the time, it was just about two years old. Um, and it was, I mean, when, when it was new, it was supplied originally by one of the local um, dealers uh, and uh, who no longer do Cadillac, I've got to mm. say. Um, but it was then sold for um, £42,000, the original uh, owner, the person that bought it from the dealer, mm. and that's what he paid for it. Well, at two years old, uh, I saved about £30,000 on it, so it depreciated about £30,000 in two years. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, it's a huge depreciation. Um, That's cars for you, isn't it? But but that is cars, yeah. you know, you've got certain cars, and I think uh, the only car that really sort of comes to mind uh, in, let's say, the past few years uh, that you could actually make money on uh, or you could do at the time not anymore was the Mini when the new Mini first came out yeah the BMW Mini uh, we call it BMW Mini because that's basically what it is mm. um, when it first came out it was such a demand for it you could if you were lucky enough to buy one at the showroom you could take it down to a dealer and you could sell it for more than you just paid for it really now most cars you drive off the forecourt you're going to lose thousands as soon as you drive it off the forecourt. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's cars for you. I mean, that's that's what happens with them. Uh, but this one here, you know, you've got so much in the car, and it's just so comfortable. So yeah, what was the what was the emotional um, step by step emotional logic that led you to think right, I'm going to buy that? Um, probably because I, I I mean I've worked around cars. I've involved with vehicles for 35 years um, you know me uh, uh, very first car was uh, a mark 1 Cortina um, which uh, mum and dad got me when I first passed my test uh, which I passed in the old Moggy 1000 mm. uh, Morris 1000 um, and it was an old mark 1 Cortina they, they bought me um, an early 60 model uh, but of course your first car is pride and joy sort of thing you know it's probably I mean I bet you remember your first car yeah it was a Vauxhall Viva yeah 1100 know, everyone remembers that first you know that first thing first car POC 101G that was the uh, <laughs> red registration of it yeah. yeah that in its that in itself would probably be worth a few bob nowadays yeah probably uh, would be number plates two door saloon yeah absolutely um and there's still quite a following. I, you know, personally, I think the older cars have more character. Mm. Uh, and people say to me, uh, you know, what's your ideal car? What would you drive? You know, working around cars all the time. So I get in and out different cars, you know, 
everyday cars fans get to drive this old cars new cars um, and to be quite honest uh, you know there isn't anything that really sort of jumps out and says to me like you know that car I'd love to have one of those cars mm. um, and then I got into this thing drove this um, and uh, <clears throat> I thought what more can you want from a car it's comfortable yeah. it's lazy mm. um, yes it has all the toys obviously it's drawback is it's uh, it's size it's quite a large car for parking around the town it's not an ideal town car by any means mm. um, because of its size um, and uh, um, yeah I mean parts uh, they're, they're they're available, you can get the bits and pieces for them, they're not too much of a problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a right-hand drive, it's not a left-hand drive. Yeah. Um, it's right-hand drive. And uh, I use it mainly sort of weekends. Um, that's it, really, and it's a perfect sort of weekend vehicle. Yeah. Uh, you know, if we're gonna go away anywhere. It's very plush inside, isn't it? Lots of sort of cream mm. and brown. Is this real leather? Mm. Or is it like a Mercedes? It's very good at making real leather look like plastic. <laughs> or is it real, real wood look like plastic? <laughs> no, this yeah. looks... Yeah, no, it, it, it is all, uh, obviously, all nice, soft, high seats. Yeah. Uh, and they're all, uh, as I say, they're all... Everything's electric, you know, even the rear seats are heated. Right. Uh, uh, nice sound system? Yeah, yes. Um, you know, it's all... Uh, as I say, everything about the car, you know, you've just got, uh, even the keys, you know, the keys, like a lot of cars nowadays, um, the keys are programmed to the driver, so oh, okay. we have two keys, I've got one, and the other key indoor is set for the other half, so when you get mm. in it, as soon as you push the button to open the car, mm. the seat sets to the position oh, yeah. on the key, and right. uh, the stereo system will set to the channel that she listens to, and it's... <laughs> Sort of, it's things so like it's, that. So it's, it's ready one for her, and one one's out for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, okay. Um, but but it is, uh, you know, it, it, I suppose it, there's an awful lot to be said about boys and their toys, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, why not? I mean, you know, I I like the car, um, and and looking around the market now, I, I don't really see much out there that I. I would, you know, would tempt me out of this, mm. to be quite honest. Mm. Um, you know, you can keep your BMWs and your Mercedes and and all those sort of things. Um, these things here at the moment, this this car now, I mean, is now uh, seven years old, mm -hmm. and uh, you could probably pick these things up now for about four to five thousand pounds really is that all and if you think four to five thousand pound if you look out there what what can you get if you had if someone said to you you got five thousand pound to go and get yourself a, a car yeah you know you you could get a new car for five thousand pound but you're pretty limited to what you can get yeah. you can get a second hand car for five thousand pound plenty of uh, you know uh, the Mondeos mm. uh, the uh, the Vauxhalls or um, even a you know sort of cheap BMWs mm. but if someone said to you, well, £5,000, you can have this car that's got electric this, electric that, does mm. this, does that. It's like, basically, it's almost like a limousine. Yeah. Um, and you can have that for £5,000. I mean, you know, surely you stop to think.
teasers that uh, a lopsided van. van. Yeah, it's front front corner. The guy sort of said that uh, doesn't matter what load he puts in it, a light load, heavy load, and doesn't matter how he balances it out. The front passenger side always sits lower. Oh right, had new yeah. new suspension and everything fitted. Um, Is this a common fault with these vans? I wouldn't say it's a common fault, but that one has got a bit of a problem and we really need to look into it. Uh, whether it is the vehicle sitting low or whether it's the actual uh, mountings on the um, cab. Um, you know, if, if the cab mountings are a little bit low, uh, a bit worn, then uh, it can cause it to sit a bit lopsided. But of course, all it does, it attracts attention. You know, if he puts a load in there and drives down the road with the yeah. one side sitting a little bit low, yeah. it would attract attention. Sure, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's that one there. I mean, we've got a... It's an old uh, gas guzzler at the back there. Uh, V12 um, Jaguar. Oh, right, OK. Um, What's wrong with that, then? We're going to have a quick look. Air conditioning problem. So we have here a Jaguar with dodgy air conditioning. Yeah, V12 Jaguar. The old XJS. Uh, but the, the air conditioning system now this one here was originally designed with R12 gas there's uh, basically two types of gases yeah. R12 is the uh, now banned gas um, or it's banned from being produced yeah. in the uh, northern hemisphere um, uh, and uh, there are substitutes for the gas uh, and then there's the, uh, the 134A gas which is the more popular that's the one that everything seems to use now this one has been converted to our 134a but the 134a gas is not as efficient as a cooling gas um, right. as the uh, r12 the r12 is a much better aircon gas um, works more effectively but it's a lot less environmentally friendly yeah sure and uh, this system here is uh, it's not working correctly we need to look into it What's it most likely to be? Well, we, we've got to really go through the history and find out what exactly has been done because it was converted over about three years ago. I suspect it's the uh, the actual main compressor. Right. Is a problem. It appears to work for a, mm, probably about 20, 30 seconds and then it stops working. Okay. But uh, the, it, there's also one or two other problems on the car that we found we really need to talk to the owner about um, but yeah again a lot of car probably a lot more road tax on this than it is on the caddy this, this one's not as environmentally friendly sure absolutely no. beautiful car though yeah yeah a lot of car again yeah, yeah. You know, big car uh, what can you pick these up for these days oh. well they, they've got a bit of a following really yeah. jaguars you yeah. know um, XJS, I wouldn't have put that high up on my list of um, favourite Jaguars. So me personally, I like the old Mark II Jaguars. Right. Um, the early sort of uh, yeah, nice, nice cars. Yeah, nice cars. Yeah. Uh, characters. Sure. Uh, what else have we got in here? Uh, no, we've got a Chrysler Jeep up there. We've got a heads off for that at the moment. It's actually four cylinder. Nobody's got four heads. Four heads. Yeah, four cylinder heads. What a head for each cylinder. Yeah. That's a bit extravagant, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Down there. So what? Okay, Steve. We're looking at um, four big lumps of metal. Four cylinder heads. Four cylinder heads off a what? Is it? It's is a Chrysler. Off a Chrysler. Yeah, off, off a Jeep. So why does it have Diesel. a separate head for each cylinder? Their design. Right. You know, they they uh, obviously think it works well for them. So 
uh, and there we have four cylinder heads. So uh, why, why are they off? Uh, this this one here had a head gasket problem. Right. So it was a case of having to take the uh, the heads off, send them off to get them pressure tested and skimmed. Yeah. And a new gasket and everything. Skimming uh, where they regrind that surface. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the surfaces need to be flat. Yeah. Um, and and typically with heads now, there are aluminium heads. They do distort. We do get wear on them. Yeah. And they need to be flat. If they're not flat, then um, you know you put them back together, and within days, if you're lucky, weeks maybe, the gasket will go again. So it's just money wasted. So you, so you really have to have them skimmed what we call skimmed having flattened um to which we send to a machine shop yeah they go on a machine they just mill the face of them flat so so what what's what how does a cylinder head gasket manifest if you're driving along and you suddenly get a cylinder head gasket problem what happens uh you stop well ultimately yeah yeah but the first thing you should notice if you're looking at them is your, your temperature gauge will go up right you'll lose water right generally speaking so the water will get into the combustion chambers and it push it out through the exhaust. That BMW we see earlier on. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could typically get that sort of um, uh, situation, that amount of smoke out. You know, give it the same sort of effect. We should have followed him and put a card in for his windscreen wiper. <laughs> First class garage. Yeah. Come to it's, it's, you know, um, I mean I, I cannot believe that uh, they don't know that they're leaving that huge trail behind them well, you know I mean, I mean the, the, the clue is you look out your rear window and it's oh it's, not, it's foggy behind yeah, you yeah yeah this this huge fog cloud behind you know cars with headlights going on behind you following you blue flashing you know. lights yeah okay steve i should uh call it a day i think let you get on with it okay have fun Will best do. of luck right see you soon speak to you later yeah bye Thanks for listening to Passionate About Cars. Passionate About Cars is brought to you by First Class Garage at www.1stclassgarage.co.uk.